a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Trax Power Sports Rentals. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We'll get some fish bites for you coming up in uh, the next few minutes here, but right now we always want to uh, pay homage to and say thank you to as we get ready for Thanksgiving. Say thank you to uh, our sponsor of this great program. That's Roger Eggett from Bear River Lodge and Trax Power Sports. Again, we're recording this program on Wednesday. Uh, and so I'm wondering, Roger Eggett, if you guys actually got snow up there this morning. We got a skiff this morning. Not enough to, you know, jump up and down about, but we got a little. And it added to a little. So we've got a little, little. But you've already been out on the machines, haven't you? Yeah, I took a group of eight people out last Saturday. We went up the top of Mount Elizabeth. We found a couple feet of snow. It was a little brutal getting there because there's not as much snow in the lower elevations. But uh, we got out and played around and tested out the sled. So it was a fun day. How how many, I guess I would ask in terms of feet rather than inches, how many feet does it take to get good coverage in that area up there? Well, we like to have about 18 inches of snow right at Bear River Lodge before we take off with the sledge. You know, that'll cover a lot of the rocks and a lot of the stumps. But when we ride, most of the winter, we're riding between three and six feet of snow. We're riding in, you know, in good amounts of snow. So the problem is you have those hidden rocks and hidden stumps that the sleds will sink down a little bit and you whack one of those and it's a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. So. Well, it's the hidden streams that I learned to watch out for when up there. We some of our best memories up there. It's a, a, a good news, bad news situation was uh, finding one of those machines that actually could not see. And that's the scary thing for me, honestly. When I'm on a machine, that's why I love going with you because you know the territory. It, it just looks all white ahead of you until you get right on top of something that could be a problem. Yeah, I remember Kendall went into a stream bed. What did he sink down about? I think he went into about 12, 15 feet down, didn't he? It was deep. He went down. Yeah, he went deep, and we took all of us to get him out. But that was a fun day, and no one got hurt, and the sled was okay. So we learned, and we have memories. Yeah. Um, Sort of a sidetrack question here, but I saw you uh, trolling for somebody to help you put machines together a couple of days ago. Did you find help? Uh, we ha- we have help. We could always use help. So if you're if you're listening out there and you want to learn how to put snowmobiles together, or you already know how, come over to our Bountiful shop. We still have about thirty machines in crates that we are scrambling to get together. These the supply chain issues caused them to ship late, and they all came at once. And so we're sitting on a lot of machines to put together. How do they get a hold of you if they're interested? Because it would be a nice way to make a little extra money for the holidays. 
Well, just go go over to our Bountiful shop. It's Trax Power Sports right on 5th South and 11th West in Bountiful, and the guys are there every day working on snowmobiles. We've got them. Seriously, we've got about 30 in crates still to go. We get about, what did we get this year? 56 machines. We've got a couple dozen put together, and we've got a lot to go. So Wow. And, and we have eight snow bikes to build and 15 defenders to put tracks on. So we have so much work to do. we got to hurry. I, I guess it's good it hasn't snowed too much. Yeah, it's starting to sound like Santa's workshop at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the cabin progress? Give me an update. Oh, Tim, the cabins are so beautiful. So the family reunion cabin is about three weeks from being 100% done. We have the carpet in, the flooring in, the cabinets went in this week. Oh, the big elk antler chandelier went in. The fireplace is done. Uh, the bunk beds are built. So it's just getting so close to being done that uh, about three weeks and we'll be ready to stay in that thing. It, it's beautiful. Talking about the cabins at Bear River Lodge uh, that come in all sizes, by the way. If you don't, you know, if you aren't in need of uh, one that's got, what's the most, six bedrooms? Seven bedrooms. Seven. And you know what? Well, this morning, someone reserved the seven-bedroom family reunion cabin that's going to be done in three weeks. They reserved it for next Thanksgiving. So they, they, people are reserving in advance. It's going to be a fun cabin. How wonderful would that be? I hadn't even thought about it. But if you're going to have a number, and we're going to have probably 18 or 20 at our house this year, wouldn't that be great to have that kind of space and everybody, if they wanted to, could retreat to a bedroom somewhere and still have a lot of space but have Mother Nature right out the front door? Right. You know, that, that family reunion cabin, you can get about 20, 21, 22, 23 people in there comfortably in beds. And what a great place to meet. And so, and then you walk right out, you go down to the fishing ponds over to the hot tubs, the swimming pool. Hop on a side-by-side or a snowmobile, go right in the forest. So there's so much to do. And if families need to get up there and start creating memories because it is beautiful and it's fun. Well, you talk about enough space in uh, the big cabins to, you know, have your own space and not be all cramped up. That goes for the dinner table, too. I know that's something that you take great pride in. Uh, we struggle to get as many people, as I just said, are coming to our house because we have to set up card tables around the room or around the house to do it. But you can almost get everybody around one dinner table up there at the cabins. Well, you know, in the big seven-bedroom cabin, we just bought two 10-seater tables. So they're big, made out of aspen. They're beautiful. And they have 10 big wooden chairs around each table. But like you were you were heading down that path a minute ago, if you don't have that big of a group, we have five-bedroom cabins, two-bedroom cabins, one-bedroom cabins, and studios. So we now have 18 cabins at Bear River Lodge. So whatever your size, come on up. We'll accommodate you. What's the status of uh, Christmas trees? Do you still have permits up there? Yes. Yeah, so today's Wednesday. We have about 500 left. And I think on Friday, Saturday, when this airs on Saturday, we will probably sell out Saturday or Sunday. So hmm. it's still not too late for people listening to the show to come on up and go cut down a Christmas tree. Should they call before they make the drive just to make sure or... No, because we won't know, and we can't hold them. The best thing, and we should have enough to get through the weekend. If they don't come up this weekend, then, yeah, probably call us on Monday and see if we have any left. But 
Um, the Forest Service did put a limit on them this year, so I'm expecting we'll sell out in the next week or so. Well, and again, I'll just get my plug in for this uh, because it, it, when you think about all of the great Christmas memories that you have with your families, and it usually is not, well, I remember the year we went to Disneyland, or oh, I remember the year we did this or that. It's always about the year, you know, somebody did something funny, Grandpa dressed up funny, when they get together and have traditions of singing certain songs or whatever it is. Uh, but they'll always remember the days when they went out, cut their own, they picked the tree uh, right out of the forest, chose that tree, cut it down, brought it to the house, and got it all decorated. That is a memory that will live forever. Yeah, it truly is. And, you know, I remember going out as a youngster with my parents, and so I've been doing it for 55, 60 years, going out, cutting down trees. And so it's, it, it's something fun to do. And it's just 20 bucks. $20. Plus, uh, you got to get some hot chocolate or a burger at the den because it's awesome. <laughs> oh, there you go. And why not make a weekend of it and stay in one of those beautiful cabins at the cabins at Bear River Lodge? Well, as we uh, wrap up this segment, let me just take this opportunity to tell you how thankful I am for you. And uh, not just for your sponsorship of this. Really, it's more th- about our friendship and uh, the memories that we've shared together, both here in Utah and beyond. We've had some amazing experiences, and I thank you. Well, Tim, you're kind. You know you are truly one of my dearest friends, and thank you for all you do. You're an amazing man, and I appreciate our friendship. By the way, uh, tell Grandma congratulations on the new grandbaby. I I saw new pictures on Facebook, and uh, she said, this is heaven. Yes, she is in heaven. Having a new grandbaby is awesome. I'll make sure she knows. All right. Uh, Roger Eggett, happy Thanksgiving, sir. You too. Take care, Tim. We will uh, take a break here. Fish Bites is coming up right around the corner. Don't go away. And then hour number two of the program, we're going to talk about sleigh rides returning to Hardware Ranch this year. That's a nice way to lead into uh, the Christmas season, isn't it? Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Bubba had a dream, Bubba had a wish. Bubba. To find himself a woman that loved a fish. One day at the tackle shop, his dream came true, and now for everyone he catches, she catches too. Hey, Bubba! Hey, Bubba! She fishes better than you! Ooh. Hey, Bubba! Oh, that's bad. <laughs> she fishes better than you! Uh, what are you saying? She All right, let me just get that out of there before we cause some problems with FCC licensing. Uh, It is time for some fish bites today. Speaking of catching two, Navidowskis has caught two, his wife and my wife. They're on their way up skiing today. But he's promised to give us at least a little bit of uh, fish bites information. I don't know where you want to go with this. 
well, we're going to go with the fishing trip that we're leaving on in a day or two. This oh. is Wednesday, but on Friday it's the last fishing day of my float tube class. Mm-hmm. So this will air on Saturday after we had it, and I can't tell you how we did yet because we haven't went. Yeah. But I get so many questions about where we go and what we use, so I'm just going to spill all the beans, and hopefully it was a productive day. So we're headed to Minersville Reservoir, and we're going the day after Thanksgiving, which is Black Friday. And we go down south because Mm. it's, you know, warmer, so I plan the, you know, the post-Thanksgiving days further you know, south of Salt Lake, it's about three and a half hours to Minersville. It's outside of Beaver. Mm-hmm. And those fish are large, and, and people know that who do fish. And we go down there just for the experience. But we don't mind the three-hour drive because we have a great conversation <laughs> all the way. But what do we fish with and what are we catching? Well, the fish, you know, will range from, I don't know, 12 inches to 7 pounds. And we get a lot of fish over 20. Hopefully that will be the case. You've caught 7-pound uh, fish down there? Oh, many times. Mm. Mostly catch seven-pound fish. Wow. A lot of six-pound range. Um, well, anyway, this is the best time to go because the fish come up out of the deep. Um, they kind of hang out. And it's still deserty. And then this time of year, they come up and they cruise the shallows. And, and there are people who are going to get them from the bank with about a uh, 15-foot leader, just a little nim strategy I call mm. the twitch with a little strike indicator on the surface. But we're knuckleheads. We get on our float tubes, our float boats, and we get after it. So we'll have our whole gang down there, and we use some interesting patterns that really can't be found anywhere because I kind of invented them back when I was in college. One of them is a yarn. It's a it's a yarn leech. Um, my friend actually in college named it the Aztec leech, but it's really a mohawk because it's kind of a mohawk shape, mm. but he doesn't know his Indians. So I like to call it the Mohican, but I stuck with his name. Aztec, and we put a little flash. Sometimes flash works, and sometimes flash doesn't work. Um, if you put a little flash, it gives it a kick, so we call it a kick Aztec. And then, <laughs> That's good. And then the other one we like to use, which is really unique, I call the MC squared from Einstein's equals MC squared, mm-hmm. the breaking of the atom. And it's pretty simple for those tires. I, I tie it with peacock. I put it on about a size 10. And then right at the top, what would be the wing case, I put – the brightest chartreuse glow, and then a, a mylar in front of it. So it's got a, like a chartreuse mm. wing case, but it's a bigger wing case. And um, I strip that behind our Aztec leech, or I use another one that people at, at Fish Tech know well called uh, uh, Crystal Killer. Red red will work, purple will work. Um, we use another one, the Mean Gene will work sometimes. And uh, mostly that's what we throw um, but use those Aztec leeches, which is yarn. And I like the maroon, kind of a dark um, uh, auburn berry, kind of a reddish tone with red flash. And I don't know what it imitates, but I think it's crawdads, frankly. And I don't think it imitates the leech. I think it imitates the crawdads. And that lake's loaded with crawdads, as are most lakes in Utah. And this time of year, the crawdads turn red. I mean, it's the spawns yeah. with crawdads. Yeah. So that's why I use that one. Uh, but brown works good. Black works good. Uh, I, and in the spring, we'll use them. We'll use olive. olive. It's just olive yarn combed out with a mustache comb. I got a couple of them now that I have a mustache. <laughs> you have a mustache so, yeah, comb? He, he does. And so if do you, haven't, you haven't seen him in a while, have you? No. Uh, he's got quite the handlebar thing going on oh, with this good. mustache. I, I have to keep that till the 16th of December because the high school kids have a sub for Santa fundraiser. 
and it's Navi's mustache. Keep ah, it or cut it. That's great. So they, asked, they put a dollar, which is a lot for those kids. I don't know why they would vote on my mustache. but <laughs> well, look. You know, everybody says they like it and I should keep it, but there's maybe, maybe as many that don't like it. They just don't have the guts to tell me. Yeah. So. Well, I, they'll vote, and they'll decide if my mustache keeps through the holidays. I shouldn't have a vote. I'm not the one that has to kiss you. That's up to Gail whether you keep that thing or not. That's got to be distracting and disturbing, actually, when you go in for a little smooch. But uh, that's more than I can even envision in my mind right now. Hey, let, me, don't. Let, let, me, let me ask you this before I let you go, uh, because I forgot to lay it out there in our uh, opening segment. As this uh, interview airs today, there are several things that have to happen. Now, Ute fans are a little disappointed. They got beat last week by Oregon. They're still not out of the Pac-12 championship yet, and I know, Navidovskis, you don't want to back your way into that. But let me just run through the four things that have to take place, and you tell me uh, whether it will or won't happen. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, UCLA beats Cal. Um, Yes. Okay. Utah beats Colorado. Yes. Washington beats Washington State. Yes. Only thing left, and this is up. This is a good one. Oregon State must beat Oregon, and if Bonix is not quite right, and this one is a rivalry game, and it takes place on the home field of Oregon State, who wins that game? Yeah, that's going to be a close one for sure. I would have picked Oregon State because I want them to win. Just I love Oregon State. Yeah, but I think I think really. I think that the juju is on the side of the Ducks, unfortunately. I but I'll be pulling for Oregon State, not for the USPF, just because I like Oregon State to beat Oregon anyway. But the likelihood of three of those four things is high. If Oregon State can pull that out, Utes would still make a trip to Vegas for the Pac-12 championship against USC, which I thought was pretty amazing. Anyway, uh, we're going to let you go. Have a good day on the slopes. All right, guys. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. By by the way, among the things I'm thankful for is your friendship. Thank you. I love you. Ditto, Tim. Ditto. All right. Have a good day. Take good care of my wife. Don't send her back maimed. I don't don't need to take care of that. We'll uh, take a break for news at the top, and then we'll go sleigh riding up at uh, Hardware Ranch. Look forward to that conversation with Faith Jolly next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.